Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert, sitting once again in Newport Beach with Dr. Millicent Ravello. Good afternoon. And Millicent, what do you think about our first round of podcasts in Newport Beach? We're kind of rolling now. Yeah, I'm I'm going with it. I like it. We have a beautiful view. We have a nice weather out there. It's a fun little place to be. It's I'm great, digging it. it. It's it's beachy. I like your Newport Beach. It's not too bad. Yeah. This is where I live, so you know I have yeah. to have an office here. I can't just, you know, bomb into Beverly Hills all the time. I gotta, you know, see some people here. Today we want to talk about something that came up at the Los Angeles Society of Plastic Surgeons. Is that right? L A S P S. I had to like think it through what that actually stands for. That's right. It's the Los Angeles Society of Plastic Surgeons meeting. Recently we had the president of the California uh, Society of Plastic Surgeons come and speak. That was uh, Dr. Zimmerman from yeah. Sacramento, who's a great guy. And we were talking about credentialing. And the reason it came up, and, and we're going to go through our credentials so that people understand like just exactly who we are. And you know, we've talked about this in the past, but this should be very focused because there was a bill that was defeated in the California uh, State Senate for basically allowing anybody who wanted to, to do cosmetic surgery. Well, not even do it, but promote themselves as equivalent as to certified. a plastic surgeon. Absolutely. It was insane. Yeah. It was f-ing crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was it? <laughs> it was f-ing crazy. So <laughs> it, was. It, it was. It was it, f-ing insane. Like, it how had this even got that far? Well, let's take it back a little bit. So let's, so let's talk about what our credentials are and how Did we- I mention that was crazy because i'm gonna say it again because it was i we sat there and i was like how did this even get so deep that there was a vote of possibility that this was going to go through we know it's nuts is that it's been voted on multiple times like this issue has actually been brought up like across the decades as a thing it's crazy (laughs) i'm sorry that's all i can say well let's back up so that our listeners can understand why it's so crazy to understand your rage and, and frustration. Okay, I'm going to calm down and let's get back to the credentials. You're in Newport Beach. That's right. It's so calm easy. Down. It's calm, take it's, a load off. That's right. It's so chill. <laughs> but in the meantime, people were about to get hacked up by any Tom, Dick, or Harry who wanted to like pay their three grand and get certified. That's really what it came down to. So in in our training, what happens is we go through medical school and then we apply to residency and we do a residency. There's a lot of ways to become a plastic surgeon, but to get certified by the American Board of Medical Specialties, the ABMS Board of Plastic Surgery, which is what we are both certified by, you must complete a residency in plastic surgery that is accredited by the American Board of Plastic Surgery. That means you can do five years of general surgery, three years of general surgery, you can do an otolaryngology residency, and then complete two or three years of plastic surgery, or alternatively, which what I was what I did, is I went directly into a combined general surgery and plastic surgery program that was seven years long. How did or you get there? Or the other way. That, <laughs> you, or you the other way. Another way. <laughs> the other way is an integrated program, which is straight out of medical straight school. Straight out of medical school in plastic right surgery. Right into plastic surgery That's for right. six years. So those are the ways. You either come right out of medical school, go into a plastic surgery residency, which is six years, or more if you do research, et cetera, or the older version of that is what you did, which is the combined program right. where you do three years or two years of general surgery and then the rest of your residency, In four plastics. or five years is plastics. 
or kind of the more old school traditional way, which is the one that I did, which is five years of general surgery, got my general surgery board certifications, then went on and did a separate plastic surgery residency for three years, and then got my boards in plastic surgery. So you're double board certified. So I'm double board certified. And there are some ENTs which do that as well. They do a full five years of ENT uh, residency, get their boards in ENT, and then go on and do a plastics as well. So there are several different routes to get to be a plastic surgeon, but all of them involve doing a full plastic surgery residency and then at the completion of that going on to get your board certification in plastic surgery and where it gets confusing because there are lots of boards out there there are a ton and patients and even doctors get confused by what all of these boards mean but there is one agency the american board of medical specialties it is a very comprehensive organization and within that organization are all of the true legitimate boards in America. Right. That are recognized by hospitals, yes. by our insurance companies, by right. the uh, by Medicare. Those boards are seen as the overseeing accreditation boards. Right. It means you've done the actual training. You've passed the exams. You haven't just paid for board certification in who knows what. So American Board of Medical Specialties encompasses all legitimate boards across the specialties it's you know uh orthopedics ent family medicine what have you they have guaranteed that these boards are legitimate boards that have required neurology actual training and residencies that's your surgery if you are if you have a board certification that is not part of the american board of medical specialties then chances are it's not a real I don't want to say not a real board certification, but it hasn't required the rigorous amount of training required by the American Board of Medical Specialties. Right. And there are also certificates of added qualification or whatever it is, the CAQs, right? That, oh, yeah. Like hand surgery yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and craniofacial. Like super, super specialties. Right. Another thing about the American Board of Medical Specialties and the way it regulates the boards under its its you know authority is that it requires the physicians and the surgeons to do continued medical education or CMEs to maintain your board certification. You have to continuously show proof that you're going to conferences, that you're taking extra classes, that you're staying up to date with your specialty. And that's part of maintaining your board certification with the American Board of Medical Specialties. For sure. And that is, you know, that continuing medical education is what we do when we go to conferences mm-hmm. and when we you know take in service exams and when we you know read our journals you can get uh cmes for that but what happened was and zimmerman talked about it, is that this bill to make the cosmetic surgeons equivalent to us was like this close to passing well so let's talk about what a cosmetic surgeon is because i don't think we've defined that either well, I, I, you're going to have to tell me because like last I checked, you know, pretty much it's like a mail away certificate in the back of a comic book or something. I I, I don't know where this well, even came into being. It, it's a little bit more than that, to be fair. So a cosmetic surgeon is someone that's done usually a general surgery, but it could be ENT. It could be actually an ophthalmologist who's then done an oculoplastics fellowship. There are a couple different things they've done. And then they've done one year of a cosmetic surgery fellowship. They do have to do one year of a cosmetic surgery fellowship and there are accredited cosmetic surgery fellowships out there. One year. Accredited by who? 
by the, the American Board of Cosmetic, of cosmetic Surgeons. Surgeons. Right. But they do require at least one year specialized training in cosmetic surgery coming out of, you know, general surgery or ENT or what have you. One year. One year. How long were you in training for? Uh, seven, but who's counting? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I took lungs out of like one body, put them in others during my three years of general surgery. I mean, we took split livers from an uncle and put it in a kid under my, I mean, this, this board to me, was like, I, I, when he went through what it took to do it, I, I kind of sat there. I was like, how is this even a discussion? Like if you were to present that to people and like, okay, so you can go to somebody that, you know, did like an ophthalmology residency and then this one year of cosmetic surgery fellowship, and now they're going to cut on you. Or do you want these people that did, you know, gunshot wounds to the abdomen, that did burn surgery, that did transplant surgery, that, that have done, you know, vascular surgery and like fix the aorta. Right. For for three to five years, or an ENT done, you know, big Huge massive mandibular. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the ENT these are like massive operations. Yeah. Like yeah. they know that anatomy. We all know the anatomy, absolutely cold, inside and out. Because we've been there. We put our hands in there. Of course. Yeah. So then now they've done you know this one year cosmetic surgery fellowship, and now they're going to operate on you as though they are equivalent to the, to our training, and it's just it's not safe. Yeah, and but the, and their argument for it is that, and actually they will say this, you know, we are specialized in cosmetic surgery and aesthetic surgery, whereas plastic surgeons, they do reconstructive surgery. So they don't get as much specialized training in the aesthetics and the cosmetic world that we get, which is bonkers because not only are we doing reconstructive surgery in our residency, we do decent amount of cosmetic surgery Loads. just because we know how to take things apart and put it back together from the base doesn't mean that we also don't know how to make it extremely beautiful and better than it was you know it's it's nuts but that's their argument it's not a good argument <laughs> and it's not safe and i just i i sat there with my mouth agape <laughs> during his presentation and i was like how is this not even i i mean <sighs> Well, it's it's the, crazy, and the the whole point of the bill is to hopefully get some transparency amongst how people advertise because you can say that was the whole point of the the bill. You cannot say now that you are a board certified cosmetic surgeon. Like you're not allowed to say that. You can get your boards in cosmetic surgery, but if you advertise that you are a board certified cosmetic surgeon, it actually goes against the law. Like you're breaking the law. Right. So that would go, that would be something that would get reported to the consumer affairs, to the medical board basically. And they would get dinged. Because the idea is that you are claiming equivalency. Yeah. No. It's not even close. Yeah. You can say you're a cosmetic surgeon. You can put all your training on your website. You just can't say that you're a board certified cosmetic surgeon. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, it, to, to me, I, I mean, I just was, I, I was blown away. I, it, it was kind of like, how is this? I, I don't know how something gets so far down the pike. And I guess it's somebody's paying for it. I guess it's really in the end. It's just there's money behind it. Yeah. The reality is, is that, you know, you're sitting there watching this bill go through and i'm like how how is this even close to correct well because i mean the lawmakers once it was explained to them exactly sort of what we're talking about most of them were like okay well we get that that makes sense but they're lawmakers they're lawyers they're businessmen you know they're just like everyone else out there who hasn't done a medical residency they don't know 
because how or why would you know? You read something on on someone's webpage and you assume the board certified. That must mean something. So people don't know. That's the problem. You got to go to the next level. No. And why would you? Because I mean, how would you know? Look, when I saw the Kobe Bryant story, you know, God rest his soul, I, I had to, I, I said, well, the news makes things up. I have to check and see if that's real because I didn't believe it. I said, I, I, I got to get another way to confirm it because, I mean, the yeah. news, does, they say whatever they want. Yeah. You know, I got a letter from Fox News saying, like, we can write whatever we want. But none of it needs to be none true. None of it needs to be true. Nothing we say needs to be true. First Amendment, First Amendment, anything we say can be made up, false, upside down. It is irrelevant. There is yeah. nothing we write that has to be true. I have that letter. And it says it very clearly. So if the news doesn't have to make it true, then why not put board certified in cosmetic surgery? Who cares? You know, the patients don't know. And that's ultimately what it comes down to. You know, it's about patient safety. Yes. And that's That's the whole point. That's the whole point. And I don't want to, you know, knock on the cosmetic surgery colleagues because, you know, that's their job. And, you know, they did training and they went through residencies as well. But you just have to, as a consumer, know who you're getting and what the difference is between the two. I get why they want to do it. They want to make more money. I, it's totally, yeah. I, yeah, money's money. Who's going to fault them for right. that? It's their job. Absolutely. They're yeah. cosmetic surgeons. They want to get paid. They want to be board certified. Absolutely. I get all that. Yeah. That, is, that is, I'm not saying that that's a problem, but I think that the public has to know the difference between apples and oranges. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can't be comparing board certification in plastic surgery to a board certification that's not ABMS, whatever it is. I don't care if it's cosmetic surgery, whatever it is. You know, you know I want to be, you know, board certified in, you know, pathological, yeah. you know, <laughs> craziness of people. I'm sure there's a board for that. There's a board. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm not even going to say it. But the, the reality is, is that you can't be, you can't say that that's a ABMS board. It's not. And to advertise it as such is not correct. And I would like to take it just a little bit further because at least a cosmetic surgeon is a surgeon and they've done some kind of surgery residency, generally speaking. There are people out there who are not even surgeons. They are barely medicine doctors. Totally. If that, who are going out there and advertising themselves, calling themselves surgeons. And God help me if they're actually doing surgery. Oh, they are. But they are advertising themselves as such. So that is why it is... Unfortunately, you cannot believe everything you hear or read. You have to, in this day and age, do a little bit of research on your own and not take everything at face value. So look at someone's training. Look at their credentials. Find out what they actually trained in. You know, if their you know, list of residencies says internal medicine, well, that's a problem. That is not a surgery residency, and they should not be doing surgery on you. But they can. But they can, and that is the problem. But they can. They because can. they have a license yes. to practice medicine and surgery in the state of California, yep. and they can do it. They can. They it is not against the can. law. It's not malpractice. No. They can. Yeah. No, it is not against the law. If you sign a consent form for them to cut, God help you. Yeah. And according to uh, the State Board of California, the Medical Board of California, as long as you have a license to practice medicine, which, by the way, only requires one year 
of a residency. One year. One year. And then and you, you get the, and you and get then you a get free a license. license. Now, granted, you won't get hospital privileges. Right. There are very few places that will let you work for them. But if you open your own shop and you have your own office, as long as you have a license, you've done that one year of residency, you can sort of do whatever you want. And no one's going to say you're against the law or you can't do that. Now, if you have problems then you're going to get in trouble. You know, there's going to be someone who's going to come down and say, well, you were practicing outside your scope of medicine because you didn't do the training for that. But if otherwise you can sort of float under the radar, you can do whatever you want. Totally. And that was what the guy across the hall from us at Roxbury was doing. The guy that got taken out of the office at gunpoint by the SWAT team. Remember this? I don't. Oh, this might have been before your time. <laughs> so there was a guy across the hallway who's had multiple names. I will not use any of them. Uh, because ultimately he did sue me for $10 million for, for uh, hurting his name of some kind. When I, I said I couldn't get my patients out of my office for three hours because the building was on lockdown. I had to tell the building, like, you have to make sure that nobody has guns in the building. Uh, anyway, this guy was a, I think he was an, a family practice doctor. He had done a full family practice residency, but he was doing abdominoplasties and oh my liposuction under local anesthesia with like a hand, like gave him basically a handful of pills, yeah, swallow them down, and then like lots of local anesthetic, and then he was cutting away. Because no anesthesiologist would work for him. Oh, no yeah, way. Absolutely No, he not. was doing his own and anesthesia. And he couldn't do this in a hospital setting. Totally. So these are all big like red flag warnings uh, these, are, uh, like, <laughs> these are people that are so far out on the spectrum of fringe yeah like they're fringe of the fringe yeah and this guy literally uh he at one point he did get taken out of his office by a SWAT team because uh, I think he was going to shoot his wife or something like that it was it was bad whatever it was it was not good but the the reality was is he was in there operating and like every third or fourth week there was like an ambulance up there taking somebody oh, out of his office and nobody geez. would stop it you know, and he would get sued and like, then he'd change the name, his name again and he'd change his corporation. Oh my and then gosh. He just kept going from place to place. I think ultimately he was stripped of his license. This last yeah. round kind of did it. The, the brandishing, shoot yeah, shooting the wife, yeah. like got his license taken away. Uh, so, so don't do that in general, but no, uh, <laughs> like as if you need to hear that from me. Um, but the, um, the reality is, is that there's a lot of stuff that you just sit there and go, how is this even going on? It's terrifying. I mean, it really is. And I think the takeaway of this is do your research. You know, someone says they're board certified, look up what that board means. And then you can actually check. Like if I say I'm a board certified plastic surgeon by the American Board of Plastic Surgery, you can go to the American Board of Plastic Surgery, enter my name and And see if it's there. (laughs) Absolutely. And there it is. So there are ways to check you know, what your doctor is saying. And you can go on the medical board site and look at the Consumer Affairs Board, the the California Medical Board, and see, you know, does this person have problems? Have they had their license restricted? That's all there. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, you got, like, verify for yourself. Because just because somebody says, oh, I don't have any, you know, this or any of that, you know, you don't know that until you look on the California, you know, Consumer Affairs Board. It's it's all there. Yeah. It's right. You type in the name. Boom. It's right. It comes right up. Right. And like, I mean, it's, it seems simple, but people don't do it. And then they wonder why they've had these big problems. And I, and I've seen them. I mean, and by the way, surgery is not easy and going to a board certified plastic surgeon doesn't guarantee results no, anyway. I mean, it still means not. you can have trouble. Absolutely. You can still have, you know, yeah, yeah. complications, et cetera. Sure. So you want to go to somebody that is skilled at handling problems when they come up 
because yeah. I think that's really that's when you what, find out. That's what it is. That's when you find out yeah. how good your surgeon is. Right. You are so right. There are so many times when things go wrong, either intraoperatively and you have to sort of problem solve. Like, totally. Oh, I've seen this problem before. I know how to fix this. Or afterwards, when you're looking at something clinically and something's just not quite right and you've seen it a couple times before, or you just have that gestalt that like something's not right. It's that experience. It's that training. That's where that comes in to play. Very key. Well, I think we've kind of covered it on the credentialing <laughs> deal. <laughs> Got ourselves a little worked up on a Saturday. Very much so. Very much. But it was. I was worked up on a Wednesday night. Like I was like sitting in my seat ready to like jump through the roof. It was yeah, brutal nice. to listen to that. Brutal. Anyway, so do your research. Board certification by the American Board of Plastic Surgery. And this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast signing off from Newport Beach. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is MediSpa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Rock Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. And Rock Spa Newport Beach is located at 1617 West Cliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-644-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. Rockspa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty and if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform it's the way to maintain those operations if you mention this podcast you will get the members pricing for your hydrofacial the Beverly Hills plastic surgery podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery but there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com, and you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800, and that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups. <laughs>